2: Welcome to My Kind of Weird. My name is Anthony. Hi, weird folk. Today we're going to be doing a little bit of a pivot. We're not really going to be doing the uh, where we get a guest on and ask them to pitch three types of weird. We're going to do a bit of a pivot and ask them to bring one kind of weird so that we can delve a little bit more in detail about what makes them freaky. Joining me today is Ryan Adam-Wells. Hey, Ryan, how are you?
0: Hey, doing great. Thanks for having me.
2: All right, Ryan, you have a kind of weird, so let's let's get into it. Pitch me your kind of weird.
0: Okay, so my kind of weird is a song called So Many People in the Neighborhood by a band called Ween. Uh, they're one of my very favorite bands. It's from one of my very favorite records. Quebec. So many people in the neighborhood. song man it it just is what it wants to be it, it does not care about <laughs> anything else it does what it wants and there is when it wants when it wants yeah and it like it, it's honestly like it the song feels like a sketch comedy bit uh but it's also a jam <laughs> It's not overtly yeah. comedic, yeah. you know. It's not an actual comedy song, but it's structured yeah. like a skit, you know. And uh, and being a longtime writer and performer of sketch comedy, in addition to a musician, I guess it just speaks to my heart. <laughs> just, I love it.
2: Yeah, I, it's one of those songs where I put it on, and I'm just like, this isn't enough. I kind of need to know what leads up to and what uh, and how it ends with the album. So, I mean, it's the it's absolutely bonkers. Are they from Canada? Is that why it's called Quebec? The the record? I actually don't
0: know. Um, I guess that would make no. It says they're from Pennsylvania. I just looked it up on Wiki.
2: Yeah, sure. Now, now that makes yeah, it makes so much more sense. Now, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it <laughs> nothing to do in New Hope, Pennsylvania, apparently. <laughs> 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 that's how you get a man like ween it's funny that you said that thing about like needing to see the context uh because i've shown that song to so many people over the years and yeah it's fun watching them react to it up to about a minute and a
2: half like, oh don't get me wrong the song <laughs> gives you an aneurysm um So uh, just because I wanted to hear what's, how it's, what comes before and how their record ends doesn't mean I'm any closer to understanding why this song needs to exist, but um, <laughs> um, it's, it's just uh, it does feel like a, a driving song. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Is there a film clip for this song? Where, where they're just sort of driving around town like the band? Because that's just, that's kind of how I pictured this, if there was a, fil- is you there know, a film. You know, I've
0: never, I don't think there is because, and if there are, it would probably just be band created, you know what I mean? Because ween, ween it's true to their music, whenever they do make videos for the songs, they're equally bizarre and unrelated often. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they've yeah. there's this great story about um they were approached by i believe it was pizza hut to write a single yeah. for for pizza hut and we <laughs> we gets this like request and they're like did they research us at all did they, and and it's clear that it was just some dudes in suits at the top of the Pizza Hut company that was like, oh, they're looking at numbers like, oh, this band tracks well with this demographic and we need that demographic. Let's see if they'll make us a jingle. And Ween sent them a tape that was just like drums and bass, repetitive over and over again. Yeah. And occasionally a voice going, where the cheese go, where the cheese go. And that was the whole song. And Pizza Hut went wow. back and they are like, well, we, we, we'd like you to take another pass at it. Maybe you can give us something better. Like it's, uh, we are trying <laughs> to be like all like diplomatic. So we had the exact <laughs> same backing track, re-recorded the vocals and sent it back yep. with just a voice going, man, where that motherfucking cheese go at? Over and over again. <laughs> and they just never got another response.
2: Yeah, uh, we're going in a different direction. k okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs>
0: but they did make a video to that, and it's just like some weird claymation thing. Very funny.
2: Wow. Okay, that's really bonkers. Um, I know you wanted to talk about the song, but I actually want to talk about the album a bit more. Oh, yeah. What I find just absolutely bizarre and it's just definitely came left of field is the first song sounds like a Motorhead song.
0: Oh, no doubt. It sounds, and, yeah. It's going to be a long night. It's the name of the song. It's just... Yeah, hot. yeah.
2: And I was just... And then, spoilers, folks, the, the rest of the album does not sound like Motorhead and neither does this, <laughs> uh, does this track we're talking about. I uh, My context of Ween was, I think they did a whole bunch of tours with Weezer back in the day. Yeah. And...
0: It's like Weezer. I never Ween, understood. Nerf Herder.
2: Yeah, I really think that there's just so too many dumb fucks in the music scene and music industry over in the US that just went, This band starts with a W. This band also starts <coughs> with a W. We don't know what the fuck to do with these bands, so let's just put them together.
0: It's exactly um, that. I, I think it's also that they all three of those bands, Ween, Weezer, and uh Nerf Herder the band that they toured with, like all three of those bands kind of yep. fit in this weird subcategory. We're like, yep. they weren't quite pop. They weren't quite rock. They weren't quite punk. They weren't quite blah, 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 blah. Even though the three bands could not be more different from each other. The fact that they existed yeah. in this yeah. other category, they, I think that the suits were just like, put them together. It'll be fine.
2: Yeah. If anything, Wayne kind of reminds me of uh, bloodhound gang. If oh, bloodhound gang write about anything that isn't comedy, you know? (laughs) It's just
0: yeah, so there's that Wayne is Wien is a not horny bloodhound gang.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um so uh Valium bloodhound gang is Wayne. Yeah. Um (laughs) yep, yep. Or Zoloft. Uh yeah. What the fuck with that song? And and um, it was just uh, so I was sort of like it was on in the background and as I was getting ready for work the other day, so it's Z O L O F T, and then I started I found myself singing along to it, and I'm just like, what in the absolute fuck is this? Um, And then I think I messaged you, and I'm just like, fuck you, Ryan, you fucking fuck, (laughs) like with this song. Oh man, it's just it's all over the place. This this entire record is all over the place. But I have gotta applaud you though. The the track that you chose is um it's definitely as good an indicator of what to expect and what not to expect with this with this band. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it sums them up in a weird way. Uh this yeah. song and Hey There Fancy Pants are the two songs that I use to like be representative of what Wien is.
2: Yeah. Is that the musical one? What? Yeah. What's it sounds like a musical, like, Yeah, do, where he's singing all like 1920s on?
0: style and it it has yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, it definitely has a that wop no feel to
2: yet. it. <laughs> oh man. Uh yeah, there's <laughs> congratulations. There's definitely there's not many things where I just go, where the fuck did this come from? But um <laughs> Fucking hell, like where the fuck did this come from?
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's something else.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, what are the rest of their albums? Are they this style? If this is a style,
0: I mean, the rest of their (laughs) albums, (laughs) no, no, they're every one of their albums is kind of equally bonkers. I, I, I would say that I think Quebec stands out as being the most wildly varied, and like every track is a different genre, and everything's just out there you know but they definitely do that like that's kind of the thing is they they try to be uh, I don't know if they try to be I think they might just be weird but like everything is weird but they mm-hmm. did do my other favorite record of theirs is called Solid Country Gold and it's them doing a parody pop country record and right. every single song very easily would pass on pop country radio in the 90s when this it was released was in the 90s And I was just like, yeah, this just sounds like a country record, except for the lyrics, which are all just like, like, yeah. Once again, they're parroting pop country. So it's all lyrics about like beating up their women and riding in their trucks and taking a shit on the ground. Piss up. One of the songs is called Piss Up a Rope. That was the one they released as a single. (laughs) 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 It's, It's just. So good. My is on fire while she watches TV. And if you ever wondered what it's like to be me, she takes all my money and leaves me no smokes, she yells at my buddies and insults my friends. And their label buried that record for years. You couldn't find it. Like, it, it had, like, one pressing, and then they canceled it, I, probably because some of the lyrics were kind of violent, even though it was satire. Uh, and you couldn't find it. It was, like, a thing. I remember for about 10 years, I was hunting for it in record stores, and I couldn't find And they finally, it's finally, now it's on Spotify. It's streaming everywhere, as of a couple of years ago. And Man,
2: you can't escape Spotify.
0: No, you just can't.
2: Yeah, the good news is if you want to get paid less than a cent, Spotify's there for you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get my uh, I get my monthly Spotify check, and it varies from six cents to uh, recently it's been about five or six bucks each month, which is uh, wow. Just brushing the dirt it's off my shoulders time. here, you know. <laughs>
2: it's big time.
0: Big that's
2: um, isn't that that's that's the standard living wage for America, isn't it? Six dollars <laughs> an hour.
0: Yeah, that's our minimum wage. Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty much it's all so fucked here.
2: <laughs> so, as a though, how would you define your style? Because don't you play a bit of country yourself?
0: Yeah, I like to call myself alternative country, or, uh, or right, cowpunk. So,
2: is that is that instead of sleeping with your sisters and sleeping with your cousins? Yeah, you like know, yeah, it's it's alternative. <laughs>
0: i i I like to you know i i started playing music because i remember when i was like uh preteen or whatever i was like man poets don't get paid i should i should be gotta gotta do something
2: wow that's a hot take there
0: (laughs) (laughs) i mean i was also an edgelord when i was a kid so that's probably part of it but
2: (laughs) I, I think all elder millennials were, to be fair. Oh, if, dude, yeah. if you weren't on Rotten.com and looking <laughs> up pictures of people getting fucked by a horse, then you weren't living.
0: <laughs> oh, God, it's so true. The early days um, of the just...
2: i got to admit, because you have that country background, I wasn't really sure what to expect. Um, hmm. I'm just like, what, what's he going to send me? Um, is he, is he going to send me some you know, some Johnny Cash, is he gonna, and that's about the extent of my country knowledge, so that's where it ended, so um, I just had no idea what you are gonna send me. Oh yeah, um,
0: I mean, I played in punk bands for like 10 years, that was where I like cut my teeth, I was a punk rocker forever, and uh, yep. I really only switched to country because I'm a baritone and I got tired. <laughs> like, being, okay, a, yep. being a punk rock frontman is so much work, <laughs> it's just, running and jumping and screaming and thrashing and you know crowd surfing and all that stuff uh my knees gave out man (laughs) picked up a guitar oh wow yeah yeah
2: i think there's a certain amount of bullshit you have to put up with being a punk front man as well it's true it's uh yeah yeah so my kind of weird is undertow by tool the album not the song so much um Have you heard of this little known local (laughs) band called Tool? (laughs) Who?
1: Never heard of them.
0: Never. Not once. grew up on that fucking record i love that album so much i saw tool actually like a couple months before the pandemic hit uh yeah yeah they're such an amazing show yeah that that record is an all-time fave from me i got my first kiss to sober
2: did you yeah that that really says all sorts of fucked up things about that person (laughs)
0: We were, I was dating this girl, we were out in, at a party in the middle of nowhere at some farm, and all the farm kids in the surrounding areas had gotten together at this little shed on the corner of a farm, and they were all doing meth, and we didn't want to do yeah. meth, so we went outside and sat in the bed of a pickup truck and looked at the stars and made out while sober by tool played. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, America.
2: Why wouldn't you want to do meth? <laughs>
0: just like not for me it's not for me not for me not for me
2: you know um if you you, if you want to lose your teeth it's great if you (laughs) if you have sort of this longing to give soft blowjobs to elderly men it's it's a great drug for that so i've heard it's Um, cyclical
0: too because that's uh, how you pay for the meth
2: and with that, that's <laughs> the end of the podcast. No, no. Um, so <laughs> what I find interesting about Undertow is it came out sort of and would have been recorded and written during sort of the real heyday of grunge. And that's what has almost has struck me about the the album as a whole. It was also very it was sort of very dark and uh well the lyrics are very dark um i mean you can only talk about uh rape and anal sex in so many paragraphs before you start going oh this is a really dark uh record and this is something that's is is not you know uh lithium or um smells like teen spirits or you know man in a box it's it was just something that was just really different it sort of bucked the trend of the mainstream grunge that was happening in your part of the world yeah i also liked the visuals as well the, oh, okay. i remember seeing <laughs> i'm pretty sure the film clip to sober and it was just all sorts of fucked up the the stop motion graphics that the guitarist adam jones sort of liked to do back in those days um yeah it's just it was, it interesting.
0: was as you say just kind of unlike everything else that was happening i remember when those videos came on like I've always been pretty easily terrified by horrific imagery. Like I never, yep. I was never into horror films or any of that kind of stuff because I had my like vicious nightmares. But there was something about the tool videos that were just like I couldn't look away, but I didn't yeah. want to. It wasn't giving me nightmares. It was just fascinating. Like it, yeah, it, his brain works very differently to mine, and any time I encounter that, I'm completely hooked. Usually
2: yeah regards. I think I think his brain is on this the sort of same sort of spectrum as someone like Guillermo del Toro in yeah. terms of imagery yeah it's just sort of that I mean even some of the later tool videos like um uh Parabol and parabola and schism yeah. and things like that um are very sort of of that vein and it's just I mean you got tracks like so but you got crawl away i really enjoyed um the henry rollins talking about punk earlier, the henry rollins my, uh, my absolute
0: of, favorite celebrity i love henry rollins so much yeah 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 so do i yeah he's
2: i mean i just love how he he doesn't really accept any sort of he, he doesn't compromise his no. integrity. He doesn't compromise anything. And um, I think that's something about him that's sort of um, admirable. I think this is well as the first time he sort of did the spoken word thing.
0: Oh, yeah. Talking about as a hell of a spoken word artist, too. So that's.
2: Oh, yeah. We'll,
0: we'll, uh, yeah. Whatever yeah. made him decide to start doing it. If it was bottom, then
2: hell Yeah. <laughs> I actually find his you know he's such a sort of punk luminary, and I just kind of feel like his stuff that came after Black Flag is so much better
0: oh, I couldn't agree more i, I yeah. but i mean that it makes sense because with black flag he was he was stepping into a thing that already existed, so it was never going to be the thing he made us talk yeah. with you know it's like i mean nobody is talking about the guy that replaced Rob Halford. <laughs> like nobody's talking about the guy that stepped in uh, after you know, any number of metal bands that have cycled out singers just to, conf- like, I mean, I saw Saliva a couple years ago, not of my own accord. Oh, I, was, God. I was bartending at a show that they were playing, but, <laughs> right. but I was like, Oh, this, this will be like a fun little like time machine. I'll watch Saliva. And I think there's one band member that was from the actual like days that they were a big thing. And it's everyone else is just cycled out. It's a different singer, a different guitarist. I'm just like, just that's just just a different band. I'm I'm at a tribute show. <laughs> like it's not. That's fine, I guess. And they also only played. I think they played two of their songs, and everything else was other early OOS covers from other new metal. Yeah, right. Bands, which is just like uh, this is a choice, you know. It just speaks to how so much of that genre, new metal, was like. Built by people in the suits in the in the you know in the offices of the labels because it's it was yeah, all yeah how, how can
2: play. we yeah how can we weaponize and make money off this this uh, rap rock thing that's yeah. taking over
0: mm-hmm. I
2: think that's another thing that's so admirable about Tool as well is that even when that was huge you had you know um, lateralis come out during that time, and it was just so much not what that was. Um, They're almost the Led Zeppelin of our generation. That's a really apt comparison
0: that I've never thought about, but I think that's pretty accurate.
2: I remember having this argument with someone when I was 19. This guy (laughs) uh, popped up and said, it was trying to make the... The call that Pearl Jam are basically the Led Zeppelin of the 90s and 2000s. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking about? There's there's no fucking way that the Led Zeppelin. That's a person a start, who doesn't understand st-
0: Led Zeppelin's place in history. Or, like, doesn't understand... Or Pearl what, Jam's. Yeah, or- <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, when you look at Zeppelin as being, like, effectively proto-metal, you know... Yeah. Like, you... Pearl Jam was just doing a thing that had already been done a whole bunch. And yeah. arguably poorly. I don't know who you talk to. <laughs> but um like Zeppelin was stepping into a spot that was completely empty. There wasn't anything else like that. And that, I yeah. I think you're you hit the nail on the head because Tool did the same thing. Like Tool like the even just with time signatures, even if we're just talking time signatures. They're doing yeah shit that nobody else Well, at least nobody else that was popular at that level ever really did Yeah, Uh, for that style. You know, you can make an argument about Zappa, maybe, or, uh, you know, there's probably some people that I just don't know enough about that somebody can scream at us in the comments for. (laughs) You know, like, you're right, though. Like, Zeppelin and Tool kind of have a similar trajectory, and they both birthed a lot of... uh, Things inspired by them Since, yeah, I never thought not about all that.
2: of them good as well,, no, yeah, um, no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I just it's this album it just it goes into the darker parts of humanity a bit, it hmm. goes into the uncomfortable regions of I think the brain, um assuming one's brain isn't in the uncomfortable and darker regions to begin with. Um just looking at this, so the artwork originally had liner notes with a n- nude obese woman, a nude thin man, had the band members with pins in the sides of their heads, which apparently generated con- controversy um, uh, because... You know, those Christian lobbying groups in your country are are all sorts of fun. Um, And then (laughs) this is interesting. Adam Jones, the guitarist, his um, pet pig, Mo, appears on the back cover. You know, the pig that's on the bed of forks? Oh,
0: huh. I didn't realize that was owned by a band member.
2: Who the fuck just goes, oh, I want to buy a pig? Uh,
0: Somebody's not friends with very many hippies, I see.
2: <laughs> I eat pigs, so don't <laughs> pet them. Um. <laughs> I think I know like three people in Texas that have pet pigs. <laughs> I'm also not from Texas. Yeah. so that's well, neither am I. Thing. I just live here. <laughs> All right. So let's do the verdicts. Now, did you find that my pig was your kind of weird?
0: Yes. I mean, I love Tool. I am all about it. And as I said earlier, I love, I'm fascinated by things that are uh, completely and utterly unashamed to be themselves. And I think that's, yeah. that's what, that's Maynard James Keenan. <laughs> you know, That's, that's tool yeah. as, as a, as a unit as well. And so I, I, I really yeah. love anything that's proudly and wholeheartedly itself. It's why I. it's also why I can't completely hate Kanye West. So I can't, you know, it's I I I kind of admire that kind of a commitment to one's concept. You know,
2: yeah. I mean, he's a pretty fucking gross individual as he's, it is, but I, I see what you mean. The individualism, yeah. I think you mean.
0: I, I, I'm and I'm actually mainly talking about his music. Like, uh,
2: oh, okay, like, right, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah.
0: Know, yeah uh, Jesus walks is like uh, oh now we're going way off track here but i mean that song is like (laughs) perfect it's a perfect song even though i don't really like it (laughs) if that makes sense like i'll listen to it because i will admire it be like wow this this song is fucking great even though it's not like something i would ever create or put out into the world and that's kind of yeah how i look at tool too it's like i could never create or do this but it's beautiful and it's it's wild to listen to
2: I think there's certain there are certain bands where it's just like yeah you know you could do away with that and the world wouldn't change so much. Yeah. Um, but
0: most, bands. you know, like
2: brazen copycats. But um, I feel like this is a band that you can't do without. The world looks different if if tools not in it.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree with that.
2: Now, of your kind of weird, um, <laughs> the song is different. Um it's uh it's out there. I think not the song is my kind of weird, but I think the entire album is. That makes perfect sense. And the yeah, and the reason for that is if you just listen to the song, I think it's easy for anyone not familiar with Wayne to just go, "No, I'm good." <laughs> um, but uh if uh if you if you want the sort of the full scope of it, like listening to, like it's it's good. It's a good album. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it it reminds me of a band in Australia who you probably have never heard of called Regurgitator, who did a lot of really absurd kind of stuff, but really had really hard rock and really punchy songs, as well as the absolutely
0: I have heard bizarre of kind of shit. I have heard of them. Uh, and yeah. I think it's because of my Aussie friends because I've done, I think okay. I think yep. all told, if I if I shoved all the time I've spent in Australia together I've spent like a year of my life there because uh, I've done okay. I've done I think five or six tours I did Adelaide Fringe five or six times, I did Perth four or five times and then I did some regional touring for New South Wales and South Australia and Queensland, so
2: uh right i wondered why every now and again i see aussie birds dropping to your comments oh yeah I'm just kind of like <laughs> it's, yeah it's i just Most couldn't figure it out i just Australian like <laughs> fair enough you're in the wrong country yeah you're not you're, you're not telling any lies there <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to go on a quick sponsor break, and when we get back, we're going to talk to Ryan Moore about his musical journey.
1: Ladies, gentlemen, and androgynous lifeforms, are you sick of hairy balls? Do you find yourself scratching your nether regions as you trudge through the wastelands, yearning for a smooth and sultry happy sack? Are you longing for the days of a pair of rusty hedge clippers as you bathe in the festering fluids of a giraffe's radioactive corpse? Well, fellow wastelanders, Kmart 3000 has a solution for you. Introducing the aptly named and definitely not radioactive bar of green light soap. Ideal for almost any situation. The green light soap not only removes ball hair, it cleans you and leaves you feeling fresh at the same time. Greenlight Light Soap is so good, we asked a group of Wastelanders to test it out who um, couldn't be here today. But trust me, they are fine. Everyone is fine. Um, <clears throat> the Green Light Soap is packed with a fun array of features which have to be seen to be believed. Side effects may include, but not limited to, tingling, rashes, blood-soaked spores, cancer, grower testicles, even if you never had one in the first place, crabs, no, not the STD ones, silly, the actual crabs, permanent shrinkage, mouse, cancer, leakage, extra nipple growth, belief in conspiracies, another butt, bright glowing penis, cancer. Right now, Kmart 3000 is giving you the opportunity to try out your very own bar of green light soap at an embarrassingly low rate. Head to kmart3000.com, if you can find the internet, and use the checkout code NOTPLUTEN that's Kmart3000.com, code not plutonium. Hurry now, folks. Why give your old lady a pubic fright when you can bathe in the pleasure of a green light? Pay no attention to the green glow when you scrub below. And now, back to your regular scheduled programming. So, Ryan, tell me about your musical
2: journey. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Was that it? Was that the sponsor brick?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay, bye everyone. <laughs> See you next week. No, um, <laughs> let's let's come up with a good question. Um, so, tell me, I get okay. Let's talk about the tour thing. Um, you say you do alternative country; that's more your shtick. Yeah. Um, why go to fringe festivals then?
0: So, I actually. Got my start on the road uh, as part of a comedy trio doing, uh, doing like long form vaudeville sketch comedy. Um, We it was a group called sound and fury uh, described, self-described as a vaudeville nouveau. And we would go to Adelaide and Perth every year and do an hour long show that we wrote brand new every year that was just parroting some other genre. Uh, we did a sci-fi yep. show called Spaceship Man. We did uh, a film noir called Private Dick. We did uh, a western called Doc Faustus, which is the story of Faust retold as a okay. of western. Uh, like that was kind yep. of the whole thing, and you know, it was it was zany and stupid and silly. And one of our hallmarks was everything goes wrong. Like we break character, we fr- we quote unquote forget lines, we improv, we ad lib interact with the audience, set pieces fall over, costumes fall off, you know. Just though and it was just three of us playing all the roles. So there are lots of fast costume changes and wrong costume changes, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and then uh somewhere along the way, someone in London saw us and kinda yoinked the idea, and now <laughs> they're doing the play the play that goes wrong. Uh yeah. And it took off and we 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 didn't peter out so much as we just kind of focused on different things i still work with them about once a year we do we do shakespeare festivals uh like renaissance fair okay yeah yeah, we do fake shakespeare stuff we'll do we have a fake odyssey show called testicles and the sack of rome uh that we take to a lot (laughs) of (laughs) yeah Yeah, so you know that's it's that kind of show that kind of tells you everything about it (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But the beautiful Um, thing about it was that it like it opened all these doors for me uh, on what I really want to do with my life, which is music and storytelling. And so I've been continuing on the fringe circuits, but with solo shows that are one hour long pieces that I kind of I call them Arlo's because they're similar to what Arlo Guthrie would do with Alice's Restaurant and Pickle Song, if you're familiar with those bits. Um, Okay. Where just kind of I play guitar for an hour, I tell true stories, and tie original music into it and it all comes together for a moral or you know some kind of message at the end uh and that's what i've been doing
2: what is the message generally
0: generally speaking it, i would say that my thrust as an artist is to kind of
2: get the saying a saying a theme here dicks <laughs> testicles <laughs> thrust
0: yeah 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 you know something you know you lean into what you know. <laughs> uh, no, I'd say my message as an artist is probably we're all in this together. So most of my shows kind of okay. focus on these elements of uh, w- anything can happen to anyone and we shall all have more grace and love for each other. My first show is about an yep. abusive relationship I was trapped in. It's called Beers About Songs. Uh, it's this woman okay. I was dating for two years who used to just beat the shit out of me and berate me and belittle me. And uh, that shows all about how easy it is to fall into something like that, even if you're a six foot four, 250 pound man like me, who, you know, on the surface might look like somebody who could never have something like that happen. And then uh, I got another show that's all about music and friendship called The 500 List. Uh, My best friend and I each made our 500 favorite songs of all time. uh, And we took a road trip over a week and listened to all 1000 songs and had all kinds of adventures and stuff and uh that that's also that also that show also tackles some abuse and some addiction and that kind of stuff and but it all they all have the same message of just kind of you know we're all on this earth together and we're all pretty similar in spite of all of our differences so we should find more grace and love and help each other out more
2: yeah right well it's a good message um yeah abuse is not a fun time can't yeah. say I've been involved in anything overly abusive, but hey, if it can happen to Mike Tyson, um, right. <laughs> it can happen to anyone just about, right? Mm-hmm.
0: That's kind of the whole point. You know, it's just, and I'll tell you, doing those shows, especially the beers about songs, the people that will come up and talk to me after the show, all shapes, all sizes, all sexes, all ages, people that will want to be like, hey, can yeah. I, we get a beer and talk about this? Because I was in a similar situation and I've never been able to talk about it. You know? And that's the kind of shit that's yeah. my, that's my that's that's what makes me want to do it. That, is that the the interaction with people? Because I I just love people, in spite of everything that's happening in the world, especially in my country, <laughs> which could very easily cause someone to completely lose faith in humanity. I just I I love humans. I love them so much, and I love meeting people, and I love interacting with people, and finding ways to connect. It's the it's the thing that drives me in life is connecting people. So like doing yeah. that show and having some, you know, kind of like tat face tattooed, tough looking dude, uh, come up to me and give me a big hug and ask for a dr- ask if we can go get some drinks or, you know, uh, trans people coming up and saying that they were, uh, you know, uh, their wife turned abusive once they started transitioning or, uh, you know, girls who ha- had partners that terrified them into staying for 10 years and, only just got out or guys like me who had the same thing happen happened that I I'm singing about, like all that kind of stuff. It's just like, I, I don't know that there's a better way to heal than to connect with other people that have been through what you've been through. I think that's just like the, the easiest pathway to evolving and getting over the hurt. So if I can do that, then I'm going to do it.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. That's really good. That's a real good message. I feel Part of this world is fucked up as it is. There are certain parts of the race that the human race that feel that, oh, a shit thing happened to me. Let's sort of pay it forward and be shit to someone else. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. that is its own element of toxicity. And yeah. it doesn't really, it's just a shame that people feel that just because they were treated badly, that's their excuse to burn the rest of the world down around them
0: yeah it's really depressing you see that a lot yeah i mean obviously, obviously see that a lot here in america especially from people that uh, fall to a certain side of the political spectrum uh <laughs> it's like things were hard for me so why should it be easier for anybody else <laughs> seems to be the entire republican party's uh standpoint which is hard to hear yeah and you know especially the, yeah. the party that prefers to be you know the jesus loving party i'm like that's not what jesus talked about at all you're completely misinterpreting it
2: oh mate jesus came up with the right to bear arms and um <laughs> you know yeah, uh, yeah uh, that that sort of message tends to change depending on who's telling it so uh, <laughs> also true where can people listen to your stuff
0: uh, I'm currently streaming everywhere. I've got three acoustic EPs that are on every platform, I think, except for Pandora. I think that's the only place you can't find me. But uh, I'm on Apple Music, uh, Spotify, YouTube Music, Google Play is not yeah. a thing anymore. Uh, I'm on Title, <laughs> like everywhere. And, yeah, just and if you just search Ryan Adam Wells, you'll find all my stuff. The 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 storytelling shows I'm still working on getting them available for the masses. You'd have at the moment. You just got to kind of watch me to come to a place near you. Um, but I'm working on it, and hopefully soon they'll be they'll be streamable as well.
2: Yeah, man, you should get your your troop together and I don't know, record it as a podcast. Why not?
0: Yeah, we've talked about that actually. We talked about doing a, the three of us doing kind of a comedy podcast, or or just or not even just shooting the shit. It just hasn't come to fruition. It's
2: a busy world. It really, what really can I say? It really is. <laughs> <laughs> a million iron right.
0: fire always.
2: <laughs> and where can people find you online on
0: socials? I mean, I am at Ryan Adam Wells on Instagram, Facebook, Patreon. Uh, yeah. Uh, what else? YouTube, yeah, and then all the streaming platforms. I'm on Twitter as at a h h h comics. Uh because I I mainly use Twitter to share comic book panels and talk about comics. But but you can follow me there.
2: It's- oh man, talk about toxic uh discussions. Comics <laughs> is, is a leader uh, when it comes to Twitter, You're that's not for wrong. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. Um thank you very much, Ryan, for dropping down da- dropping down, dropping in. How does, <laughs> how does one drop
0: down? That's a great question. <laughs> but I think I, I guess technically I'm dropping down from America.
2: We're way too sober to have the full philosophical <laughs> discussion of how does one drop down? <laughs> All right, everyone. This has been my kind of weird, the new and improved version where we talk a little bit more in detail. I feel like this has worked out pretty well. Um, Let me know if it hasn't. Actually, don't let me know. Let me know if it has, and that that will feed my own ego. But for now, we're going to leave this episode with Ryan doing his very best albatross impersonation.
0: (laughs) That's that's, that's an albatross, right? Or did you mean metaphorically, like... Oh, I'm so burdened.
2: All right. Thanks for listening, everyone.
0: Hi, icons. It's Danny Pellegrino from the pop culture podcast, Everything Iconic, and I love Nordstrom. No place better to shop, particularly during the holiday season, because they have everything. They have holiday decor at Nordstrom. They have cozy cardigans from Barefoot Dreams, my fave. They have cold weather attire, party attire, plus, free shipping and free returns, free store pickup. You can also purchase a recycled fabric gift bag so your item arrives festive and wrapped. So check out Nordstrom this holiday season, a one-stop shop. You can explore more at Nordstrom in-store or online at nordstrom.com.